What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash SXSNDLS. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player if you still own one of those, okay? Um... It's going to be a very good, very great, amazing, fantastic podcast today. I have Miss Trinelle Doyle from the Wretched and the Righteous podcast. Hey. Trinelle, say what's up to the people. <laughs> hey, y'all. How's it going? Man. So this is my first collab with a fellow podcaster. It's, it's good to be in your presence. Yes, likewise. And yeah. like in Portland. In the town. Right? Like I feel like our community is so small as it is just mm-hmm. with black people, the remaining black people in the town. <laughs> And what's then, like, left of us <laughs> not many mm-hmm. but then to podcasters that's like a whole nother it's like yeah. even smaller so yeah. i'm super excited to be here Lord, i'm glad you came through and yes re- responded right away it was like okay let's go of let's course get it. let's get it i mean i was six minutes late <laughs> it's all good who's <laughs> counting cool. <laughs> so trinell for the folks that don't know about you yeah tell us about yourself and your podcast yes so i'm trinell um from LA, but I've lived in Portland for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a podcast called The Wretch and the Righteous Podcast. Huh. Uh, our new tagline is where we all fall short. <laughs> uh, oh, it's not where spirituality, adulting, and popular black just, culture intersect? Hold that's, on. No, that's kind of just like an explanation okay, okay. of it. Um, because I do kind of talk about pop culture. Uh-huh. Um, always talking about pop culture, but also talking about like more spiritual things. Yeah. Religion questions that i have about stuff what mm-hmm. i'm learning unlearning waking up all of that jazz yeah um it used to be called uh what was it um hi this is chanel this is the wretched oh i'm chanel i'm so and so this is wretched and the righteous where we figure out how to live in this wretched world mm-hmm. while we work out our righteousness gonna, yeah i remember that part yeah <laughs> that was kind of what it was founded on just trying to figure out how to be a woman of god um but also how to function. Because, you know, like, I feel like sometimes people so holy that they can't even just breathe. <laughs> yes. And you got to put on this, like, perception of perfection, which is so fake. Yeah. And that's not what I'm about at all. So right. we talk about all those things on The Wretch and the Righteous. I feel like it's more wretch than anything now. Hey, <laughs> I'm for all of it. But you know it's what cool. I mean? I'm for all of it. It's and all I'm, good. I'm, a, I'm genuinely a fan. I've been listening since episode zero, zero. Wow. Since, oh. <laughs> since day one. Try you know Jesus, what I mean? Not yeah, me. Exactly. That was hilarious. I was like, man, she's a firecracker. Like, oh, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have oh. no clue why people like people it's have you been approached yet? Like just off the strength of your name? The, the for the podcast. Yeah, like oh, so yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, it's still weird mm. <laughs> when people come up to me like mm-hmm. who I don't know. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I love your show. Mm-hmm. I love your podcast. You are so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what episode did you listen right. to? Right. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be suspect like when people say, oh man, I listened to your podcast, bro. It's great. I was like, all right, which episode did you listen to though? You right. know what I mean? Like what, you know what I mean? Because what mood did you catch me Exactly. In? <laughs> I'm like, man, if he listened to episode 15, I was going in on white people. You know what I mean? Right, right. Oh, God. Don't even get me started. But yeah. I'm super excited to be here. Word. Like, finally. I know. True story, y'all. I didn't know what I was walking into. Oh, my God. <laughs> literally. She literally thought I was some random, I th- scary looking. I did. Creepy black man that was. That I approached did. you. <laughs> Fortunately, it worked out. It worked out. 
That's funny. Go ahead. You go. <coughs> mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. <coughs> you gotta edit that. I don't edit. This is raw. <coughs> we go hard. Now I will. I'll, I'll edit part of it. I'm dying. I'll edit your part of it, and then it'll it won't pick up as much. But uh, okay. Anything else you want to say about the podcast? How can people just get a hold of you and? Oh, off top. Um, off top. So top. you can follow us on all social media platforms at the WR Podcast. That's Word. Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Have a website, www.theretchandtherighteous.com. Why do I still say www? I don't know. That's that's a great question. <laughs> Theretchandtherighteous.com. Um, that's where you can follow us. Word, word. Yeah. All right. So... Y'all, man, follow her. Listen, the podcast is dope, and once you listen, you will be a fan. I promise you. Um, <laughs> for real, for yeah. real. So let's hop right into it. Let's do it. Um, we're gonna talk about the Beyonce mass. Yeah, that's gonna be the main topic Beyonce. conversation. Oh my goodness, you over here? I'm Look ready. Look at you. Look at you. Just, just wretch. Hey, hi. Off top. Shout out to the hive. <laughs> but before we get to that, just just hop into a few things. Um. You had mentioned that you listened to my last episode. I did. Don't fuss, don't fight, don't flee. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't listened to it, it's about police brutality and a brother that got hemmed up by the police. A classic tale of what happens every day in America. Um, yeah. What were you? What was your initial takeaway? Um. First of all, thank you for recording that episode because I Word. thought it was dope. Word. Um. But like I told you, I was arguing like <laughs> out loud as I was listening to it. Um. We all know that I think there is a certain way that you should behave when in the presence of, I don't know. What did they call them? They were they didn't call them police. Didn't call them police. They called them uh, basically like police enforcement, law, law enforcement. And, yeah. Or Supremacy. A, a, a suspected race soldier. A race. Yeah, yeah. That. When in the presence of them, how you are supposed to react. Mm-hmm. Well, I happen to disagree with it because... Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what happens to all um, all of us who do act the way that you're supposed to? Mm-hmm. Remain calm. Mm-hmm. Be silent. Um, go along. Do what they ask. And they still kill us. Right. What? So so to me, doing those things is not working. And then all, that was my like first thought. Mm-hmm. Thinking specifically of Philando Castillo. Mm-hmm. But then my second thought was... Yes, we do all those things, but what is that changing? Because to me, that's not the problem. The problem is like the actual system. Oh, yeah. And I feel like if we're just going along with that, that's us condoning it, which just further feeds into them being able to get away and to do what they're doing. I don't think it's right. My thought is we, whether we, you know, rebel against the police in that moment uh-huh. um, is not condoning it. Uh, the, the system of white supremacy is going to exist whether we condone it or not. We don't presently condone it and it exists. We didn't even knew we didn't even know it existed and it exists and we are in the, the situation that we are in right now. We've always known it existed. No, though. when 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 they went to Africa ah. <laughs> when the colonizers went to Africa and went to whatever tribe was like, hey, I want some people. It was like, oh, well, take these niggas. I don't, I don't yeah, mess with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're prisoners of war. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can have them. You know, so um, we they didn't know what the white people had in mind as far as how they were going to use them mm-hmm. and treat them and chattel slavery, you know, and, and what we have today, what mm-hmm. we have. So uh, even before we even knew what they were up to, they were up to it. 
so we didn't have to co-sign it for it to exist and so okay. that's and Touché. so that's why and so that's why i say um at the end of the day our main goal in that situation is mm-hmm. to go home yeah i agree with that and so if you want to go home i'm not saying that if uh, what i'm saying is if you want to go home put yourself in the best possible situation mm-hmm. to go home you fighting and struggling with that officer is not going to help the matter that you're being preyed upon by an unjust person. But some things are worth not going home for. That's that's where I'm at almost to the point of... I want to go home. I want to go home, but I also realize by just going with the flow of it and doing what you're quote unquote supposed to do, we're not getting any change. And so sometimes I think you have to rebel um as you would say in order to shed light like light has been shed imagine if everyone just kind of went along and but you don't bring a knife to a gunfight we don't even have a knife if you're unarmed i'm not gonna fight somebody who has a gun or and a taser and can kill me and not be prosecuted or hurt me and not be prosecuted it's a lose-lose situation so because it is a lose-lose situation yeah Bro, just get the easiest laws and walk away as opposed to, you know what I mean? But Losing you're your naturally going to. So I guess for me, I'm, I feel like if I'm not doing anything wrong, if I haven't done anything to get this type of reaction or treatment mm-hmm. from a person, why are you treating me that way? Because they're I white think it's natural for you to be defensive like that's Mm -hmm. like the body's natural defense like when they say stop resisting Mm -hmm. what do you mean stop protecting myself how am i going to stop protecting myself when that's what my body's natural reaction is to do why can't i ask you questions you know what i mean like why are you pulling me over Mm -hmm. (laughs) i uh, i the system needs to change the system needs to change so how do we change the system we don't we don't change the system whose system is it the white man system. If he's if it's gonna change, it's gonna be because of him, or it gets overthrown. So if we're not prepared to overthrow the system, it's not our responsibility. It's not black people's responsibility, in my opinion. It's not our responsibility to overthrow or change their system. We either we we live in that system. Uh huh. Are we equipped to go to battle? I think we're starting to get there. How? Like with me, where I'm at with it, I was telling my brother, I think I said, I think some things are worth dying for. Okay. So I don't know exactly what that means all mm-hmm. the way, but if that means I got to fight so that my, the, those to come, the black people to come mm-hmm. after me can mm-hmm. live, like just be able to function and exist mm-hmm. without having to deal with this oppression and white supremacy, what, I, what do I need to do? Not FBI, if you're listening, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I feel you, though. I mean, in- but so because I'm where I, I understand you mm-hmm. and I agree with you. I think, yeah, we all want to go home for sure, but it's not working. And that and what I was saying is it's not. It's it's basically what I was saying is it's a, a suggestion, a very yeah. strong suggestion, not like this is the way. Mm-hmm. Cause, like you said, we can still get killed. Yeah. If they want to shoot us, they're gonna shoot us, and they and, do and, it. and they and they do it, and they they're gonna make the up an excuse, and they'll more than likely get away with it. And so, what I was saying is, look, 
it's a lose-lose situation. So this is my suggestion from what I've read. Yeah. As far as this is the best way to go home, if that's what you want. Yeah. Now, if we talk about going to war, that ain't gonna work. You're just gonna become a prisoner of war. We all are, we are we basically are prisoners of war. Yeah. <laughs> in America, you know, we're we're not treated like equals. We're treated no, we're like not. You know, subservient the the lower class. So, um, because we're subject to it. We, we have so, to learn how to operate in it. You know what I mean? Basically, I'm going back to Africa if they'll take me. Exactly. <laughs> Real talk. My I'm dad ready. was just in Africa. Word. And he said, because um, he goes to Ghana a few, like, normally, like, twice a year. Yeah. Um, And he was like, Trinell, it was so nice to just, like, first of all, he goes, you have no idea how beautiful it is. Mm. Um, And I have friends from Ghana who are always talking about it and showing me videos and pictures. But he said to just be able to be a black man, he was like, I was able to just walk around and I didn't have to worry about what a person was thinking about because Mm. of the color of my skin. It seems like, isn't that just like, it's the most beautiful thought. That's how I felt when I was in college. Yeah. I went to TSU, Texas Southern in Houston. Yeah, Yeah. That's how I felt. Yeah. Just free. I've got a short list of places that I want to, that I'm thinking about relocating to. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm a little more progressive, so I don't know if the South will work (laughs) for me Mm. all the way, but I, I just want to be able to be black. Mm -hmm. I want to be black and be able to just live Mm. and not have to worry about it. I don't think there's any place in the United States of America where that's possible it was easier when i was a kid because Mm -hmm. we were kids Mm -hmm. so to an extent your parents shield you and protect you from like the real the real world but now i don't know Mm. i think atlanta is the closest thing that we have to wakanda (laughs) finding wakanda (laughs) that should be an episode (laughs) (laughs) that's the dope title Uh, yeah but uh but yeah so that all right, well, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. That was Chanel just, still disagrees, but she understands. It's all good. Respectfully. I respectfully. I don't disagree. That's not, that's too strong. I just think it sucks. I yeah. just think it's not fair. I feel you. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a terrible situation that we're in, but I'm trying to live. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. Word. So, speaking of police brutality. Yes. Don't fuss, don't fight, don't flee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a video that came out over the weekend um, about a 20-year-old white woman who got caught drinking. So, underage drinking on the beach. So glorious. (laughs) And it showed the cop tackling her and as she was resisting. And he started punching her in the face and wrestled her to the ground and all that. So, what was your initial reaction when you seen that video, Trinell? Yo, (laughs) don't judge me, y'all. I feel like I'm in... I feel like I'm at home, so I'm not going to be judged. I mean, I laughed. I was like, oh, welcome to the club. (laughs) Welcome to the club. You know, because, okay, yes, she was drinking and she was breaking the law because Mm -hmm. she was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. But that's no different than them saying like, oh, well, you shouldn't have had a broken taillight or this or that. You know how they always Mm -hmm. try to combat Mm -hmm. something that we did in order to, you know, be pulled over for the cops to approach us in the first place. But personally, I think we go through that all the time. How mm-hmm. many videos do we see a day? At this point, it's like, I feel like things it's are released day. on the hour mm. of um, <clears throat> police brutality against us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while I'm outraged for my people, I mm-hmm. wasn't outraged for her because I still feel like she a white woman. She going to be all right. Mm. Like I told you, mm-hmm. I think she'll probably sue them. 
for like excessive force. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll probably whoever the guy was punching her, he'll probably be fired. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different set of rules mm. that they have. I thought it was funny, right along with black on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't feel bad until I thought about it. And I was like, well, why don't I feel as bad for her as I do for when that happens to our people? Mm-hmm. I don't think she was ever in jeopardy of losing her life Word. like like we were. But then the other thing is, you know, if I put her race to the side, something has to be done about these cops. Because mm. they out here, she was a frail thin woman Mm -hmm. what was she gonna do to you that made you feel like your life was in jeopardy also i thought she passed the breathalyzer test i don't know i don't even know she i don't know so so the details that i heard about it so i I watched it and i was like hmm that's interesting i I didn't feel any type of way when i first seen it yeah and then i was reading through the comments i seen it like when ti posted it or whatever Uh and i was reading through the comments and there's a white person on there and they said that what you guys don't see in this video is that is from and this is a story from other bystanders is that before that she was yelling she was wild and she was fighting the police oh. and she kicked the dude in the balls okay so she initiated the yeah. physical force or whatever you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then that's when after the dude got kicked in the balls that's when he went off okay. <laughs> as as a man naturally not, not condoning him hitting a woman but so like, all she did was get hit in the head that's it. They would have killed us on sight. Exactly. You so can't, that changes my so opinion it changes, even more. It changes the narrative, but all the news, you know, media outlets or whatever, like, they just only show that part. And they don't tell that context. But, like, the people that was there, they was in the comments, and they was like, yeah, that's actually what happened. That's why they came out. Because normally, when do, when do you see a white person? When do you see that white on white, you know, from a cop you to don't. a... You don't. You don't see it. Okay, so... I stand corrected. If that's the case, mm-hmm. then I think the force that was used... To subdue her mm-hmm. may have been necessary. Yeah. If that was the case, right. that is not the case when it comes to black people. No. And like, like, did you see the the video of the grandma the other week? She was like, "Little sweet grandma Pearl." It was nighttime. She mm-hmm. was in her late seventies or eighties mm-hmm. driving. They pulled her, yanked her out of her car. Um, <clears throat> I think she's an Uber driver. Like, it's a real story wow. somewhere down south, I believe. Um. <clears throat> And the NAACP and everyone has got involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, multiple cops. Like, they they pretty much harassed this old, sweet, black lady. Mm. And it's like, that wasn't necessary because she was just in her car. You know what I mean? So, I think, the, I think that's the difference. If it's warranted, fine. Mm-hmm. But what we often do or don't do, it's not warranted for the force that they use against us. And mm, oftentimes, not. it's yeah. just violent yeah. and unnecessary. Yeah. So I laughed. <laughs> and then she says something like, if you go back and you listen to it mm-hmm. at the end, it's like muffled. But she was saying something like, she's not one of those thugs. Why are they treating her like this? Mm. So I really didn't feel bad for Becky after that. Yeah, man. Like, they know how bad we get treated. And yeah. And it's just like, well, don't treat me like like them. Which leads me to talking about, like, even my last episode, No Grills mm. Allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, the white lady who called the cops on right. the people grilling. Yeah. I hate that they... Why do they feel like they have... They know what the cops are doing to us. Mm-hmm. And so when they threaten the cops, it's no different than us being like... Oh, I'm going to tell your dad. Like, how your mom was like, you want me? I'm going to tell your dad when mm-hmm. you get home. Mm-hmm. Because we know, like, you you know, are genu- genu- usually taught to fear 
that or the consequences that come along with that. It's Mm -hmm. like they know what these cops are out here doing. And the fact that they Mm -hmm. feel like um, it's okay to just call the cops on it. I'm I'm sick of it. Because they know that because that's what they'll let the cops do their dirty work. And the cops will do it. White people need to sit down. One story. Hmm. And then I guess we can move on. Word. So I was uh, doing a photo shoot with um, a friend who just graduated nursing school. And we were at the Chinese Garden. This was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a sign that says, well, I looked it up online ahead of time, where you're not allowed to do professional photography. Okay. But I did my research and everyone does professional photography. So mm-hmm. we're doing the shoot and I had someone holding a reflector or whatever. I had seen multiple staff members talk to them. They were like, oh my gosh, she looks great. whoop de whoop de whoop So we're in one area and this white lady comes and she sits down. And I'm just shooting, Shaltu is her name, and I'm shooting her. And then the lady's like, well, you know, there's a sign that says no professional photography, right? Mm. She goes, I don't think the staff would appreciate that. Mm. <laughs> and so I'm, I, you, if you've listened to my episodes, you know my, you know my right. mouth. So I'm just like, well, um, what did I tell her? I was like, well, I guess it's a good thing that I've seen multiple staff and have talked to them and they, you know, haven't said anything to me. I They said I was fine. I said, I guess it's a good thing that I'm minding my business. Mm. Oh, she was so mad because she was threatening. Like, it's like she wanted to threaten me with the staff, Word. just trying to get me in trouble. It, it's like they feel like they have to be the authority. Oh, yeah. And I'm just... That's textbook white supremacy. <sighs> so you run into a suspected... You really be on your white supremacy tip. I, because one thing that I'm starting to realize, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that word is kind of foreign. Or it's just not used. It sounds like harsh. I feel like racist is, is used more than white supremacy. That is white supremacy. Racism yeah. is white It's the same thing. Yeah. But when you, when you call it white supremacy, it's kind of like uncomfortable. It is way more uncomfortable. Because it's calling them out. Because I mean, because they're the ones that created racism. And all it is yeah. is white supremacy. We're the master race and everybody else is, serves us. I feel like we question things when we're we are told that it's racist or that it's racism. Because mm-hmm. like, I can be like, that's racist. And you'd be like, mm, is it? But mm-hmm. if you just say no, you're a white supremacist. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like on a whole nother tip. That's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but if, yeah. So when I say, well, I'm not racist. Well, maybe that was racist. Yeah. But. To me, white supremacy and racism is is the same. It's thing. the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Okay, I yeah. see it. Yeah, because it's, it's learning it, stuff. It's it's systematic. You know what I mean? We yes. can't be racist because we don't have a system no, to be able be to racist. subject them to that. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a little suspected white supremacist right there that you yeah. ran into. <laughs> me and my clients was nervous. Like they were a little scared, but then they're like, "Oh my god, Trinell, you're so." I'm gold. glad you checked her though. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always. So you ain't got to tell well, me she twice. Was, she was so tight. Word. I didn't care. That's funny. Yeah. Man. So, really quickly, though, you, you we had kind of talked about, like, the double standard. Mm-hmm. You kind of feel like you, you think that's still in place as far <clears> as <throat> how we react to, like, a, like, you know, the white woman getting beat up by the police. And should we have the same type of empathy? Or, you know, how do you think that should play out? This is where being... All right, you might look at me sideways, but Go I'm ahead. not so quick to call myself a Christian anymore. Okay. I do follow Christ, though. Word. <laughs> um, I think I'm in the same boat. Okay. Because the, the stigma behind yeah. the name, it's a yeah. lot that comes with that. Um, But I'll just speak, like, in terms of, like, 
being a yeah a follower of Christ, right. I feel like where was the Jesus in my initial reaction, like off mm. top, to be like, like find it low key funny mm. <laughs> because Jesus had compassion for all people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we were taught at least growing up is mm-hmm. that he was compassionate for all people. So I do feel like. Um, I just feel like, am I really being a follower of Christ if I'm not being compassionate Word. for my sister? Mm. Is she my sister? Mm, I'm about to say, is she your sister? <laughs> is she but... my sister? But I mean, if we're all just sinners saved by grace, you know what I mean? Like, are we all God's? If we're all God's people, where is my humanity for her? Right. Um, if you see someone else that's created in the image of God being mistreated, yes. how are we supposed to react to that? Right. Yeah. But that used to be my first reaction but i think just as the racial climate and stuff has become more intense mm-hmm. and also just as i have woken up or am starting to wake up i, I separate things mm-hmm. so if that was a black woman that that happened to mm-hmm. um <laughs> my outrage would have been like yeah through the roof pissed yeah. like where are we going let's go protest yeah but with her i'm like oh she'll be all right <laughs> And so, in a sense, is that a double standard, though? I don't. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's tough to say. Like, I yeah. want to break down double. I'm trying to find my way out of it. <laughs> to yeah. say that it's not a double standard. Because the standard, what is what is the standard? The standard is justice and fair treatment, right? Yep. Liberty and justice was, for all. Was... That's that's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. It's not true. Um, Prince says somebody lied. In yeah, one of his songs. somebody lied. Yeah. Um. So the standard is justice. Yeah. So was she justly dealt with? Uh. It doesn't sound like it. it from, in, from that video, from that clip, no. Yeah. From the story of what the quote unquote bystander said that mm-hmm. I read, uh, potentially yes, because she attacked him first. You know what I mean? So like, if you attack, yeah, but why can't you just like? I'm sorry to cut you off. No. I've learned that I do that. No, you good. I'm going to talk to one of my friends who's a cop, a black cop. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel like even if even if she did kick him or something, mm-hmm. you telling me they haven't taught them how to just tackle someone to just get them down real quick? Like, he did tackle her. I was just like... <laughs> he did tackle her. And then... And she was, but she he was, was down. hitting her on her head. He hit, hit her twice in the face. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I hate to it's see a hard. woman get hit in her face. You know, just get hit. Period. Yeah, get tackled but, by a man. Like, yeah, but if you have, WWE. but if you put your hands on somebody, right? You know what I mean. And he and she uh, put her foot I'm not trying to. I'm his... never trying to cape for police. Mm. But at that point, they do put their lives, I guess, on the line. Mm-hmm. And so I guess if, if a person was hitting them, you don't know mm-hmm. what they have or, or, you know, how crazy they are. Or, so I guess I could understand why they felt it necessary. Mm-hmm. But there was like how many cops on her? Like four? No, I only see one four. and then two. I oh, seen one. I thought I saw more run up. I seen one that was hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah. That might have been the guy that she supposedly kicked in the balls, and uh-huh. then I think uh, uh, there was another guy that, like grabbed her legs or something like that. Okay. Maybe I don't know. I might have to watch it again. I but don't know. I man. thought it was only two. They should have shot her like they shoot us though. <laughs> she went there, folks. <laughs> 
So that's all I gotta say about it. Talk about a double standard. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I can't say that it is a double standard. Like you know what I mean? Because because we don't. It's funny. Like when, when this comes out, like hey, we need all the facts, guys. Let's yeah. let's, let's just wait. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what they say about us. You know what I mean? I think that in the system of white <laughs> supremacy. Yeah, yeah. In the system of white white supremacy, which is built on mistreating people of color. Uh huh. Um, is that. Is that is that just? Is that wrong? Like, no. I mean, we we get mis- we're under a system that is built to mistreat us and keep us to underclass. If everyone it's, is held to the same standard, then what the way that they treated her was right. not wrong. So the standard that they treat us and the standard they treat so it's not double standard because in that situation, if I punch or kick a police officer, uh, eight and a half to nine times out of ten, what would you say would be the the outcome for me? Oh, you would be dead. Okay, so did she die? Nah. Did she get shot? No. She did didn't. she get tased? No, she didn't even get tased. Oh, okay. Was she bleeding? No, but you know okay. who got tased though? Who? What the basketball player who had double parked his car? Who What's his name? You didn't I can't, hear that? I can't keep up. It's too much. I, I can't keep up. Uh, was that was that recent? NBA, yeah. Really? They just Minnesota. He plays for uh, Minnesota. What's I didn't that? hear about that. Or, uh, he plays for Milwaukee. Is that the mm, Bucks? Yeah, the Bucks. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but he just they just released the video last week. He literally was double parked. Mm-hmm. They tased him they pulled him he the cop was like why basically did, were you double parked mm-hmm. cops showed up they tased him he mm. didn't do nothing wrong yeah yeah so, so i guess in that sense it's not a double standard it's not yeah we just answer our own question let's go boom Dang, let's go <laughs> okay so let's get on to beyonce and the beyonce mass oh my did you goodness. watch Beachella? i watched a little bit of it wasn't it pretty long it's never long enough. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I only watched a bit. What did I miss? I seen the I seen the band come out. It was a band the whole time. It was a whole time. It was like a probate, like a, a fraternity yeah. sorority probate. Yeah. Like the whole thing. Um it was just a shout out to HBCUs basically. Word. She I appreciate did the that. Black National Anthem. Mm-hmm. It was like black. Yeah. Super <laughs> it was black. Unapo- unapologetically black. And Word. I just thought it was like the most beautiful I love Beyonce, man. Don't even get me started. We can talk about no, Beyonce. No, go ahead. T- tell me more about this love. Where, how did this love start? <laughs> okay. Well, I sing. Okay. And so, um, I've always loved her voice, but mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of Destiny's Child. Okay. And then, so you've been um, since day one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I really fell in love with Beyonce. Giselle knows Carter. I would say. Wow. <laughs> wow. I would say. Um, I mean, when she name in there. when she came out um, with her first project, I really I loved her with uh, Dangerously in Love. Okay. But it wasn't until four, her album four, mm-hmm. which was what three albums ago, mm. that I was like, oh my god. And for me, it's what she represents. Once she really started, I feel like she stopped trying to be this like perfect person who her father groomed her to be. Mm. And she just started, um, I think speaking out more on black women Mm. and black women's rights and things like that, that I just kind of fell in love with her because I felt like she was somebody who I think represents black women. Well, someone who I could relate to and also just me being a fan of the music. Mm -hmm. So I love B so much. I feel you. I mean, you, you are not alone. Thanks. Not saying that's more than me, but you no, know. it's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Um, I mean, it's I not did. cool, but it's cool. No, look, 
I did rock with her. What was it? Was called Dangerous in Love, the first album. Yeah, the classic. I love, I love that album. That's a classic album. I love that album. Um, it had a nice little H Town feel to it, and a few of the songs. And like, yeah. I was down there at the time, so I was digging that whole vibe. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, and then Lemonade came out. Uh, that's the one that I kind of listened to out of because mm-hmm. I, you know, I just don't. Lemonade listen. is my joint. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Lemonade. lemonade is, yeah. Well, actually, what happened was it came out. I think me and me and my wife, we were in Seattle at the time mm-hmm. for for her birthday. I remember it vividly, and she was just like, "I need you to get title so I can watch Lemonade." Aww. I was just like, "Seriously?" <laughs> like, it was streaming for free on HBO that weekend. Was it? Ooh. We was in a hotel. I don't know if we had. I don't know. I, just, I got title. That's the only reason. That's the reason why I have title to this day because she wanted I to like watch title. It. Do you I like, like it. title? I love it. I, I rock it. with it. First of all, I support black business. Although I wonder if he truly own it or is he the face of it? He owns it. Yeah, that's him. Um, it's really bad. I got title, Spotify, and Apple Music, bro. I don't have Apple, Apple Music. I got, I do got rid Spotify, of Apple though. Music and yeah. then I just put it back on because I wanted to hear. I think something of Drake's. And he got exclusive stuff on there. He does put exclusive stuff on Apple oh, okay. Music. I didn't know Spotify that. is my my favorite. Yeah, but I'm just one. always support title the the platform. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the audio Beyonce, quality is a little bit better. And Beyonce releases her stuff exclusively on Title, of course. So, so that's really why I have Title. That's, that's why you got it. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. So there was this Beyonce mass, um, basically like a Beyonce church service. Yes. It took place. I think it was April twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, at Grace Cathedral Church in San Francisco. Yeah. Which is like an Episcopal church. Borderline. It looks like a like a Catholic type of. Yeah. But whatever. Um, and so like the impetus of the service, they said they wanted to create a space for liberation. Um, and it's, they wanted to highlight, you know, liberation and, and mm-hmm. black, black women in, in their voices and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the church, I mean, the whole service was marketed as Beyonce, man. Like it was yeah, surrounding her. What's yes. your initial thoughts and feelings about having a church service marketed around Beyonce? So when I first heard about it, um, I was in one of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of mm-hmm. called the Eagles and Opinions Group. They have a podcast. They're dope. Oh, I heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're super dope. Okay. Um, and everyone, like the whole premises of the group is to give your opinion. Word. So when I first watched that, I was automatically defensive because mm. anytime somebody say something about B, <laughs> and like, I feel like being a Beyonce, like being a part of the hive, a stan, a fan of Beyonce, yeah. that's like, that's like me saying I'm a Laker fan mm-hmm. because people automatically hate you off top. Mm. <laughs> so, I don't hate you. I don't hate no, you. Say no, no, So I'm automatically like defensive. Okay. But every now and then something comes out and I'm like, why do they make this so hard for me? <laughs> so like, like it's, it's like being a Kanye fan. That's so, problematic. That's highly problematic. It's super problematic. Yeah. So, but anyway, so when at first, when I first saw it, I was like, what, what, who did this? Yeah. What, which one of my members did this? Authorize this transaction. <laughs> like we What's always joke about Beyonce having a church, but like for some to actually do that i was like you gotta be kidding me word so that was my initial thing because um i do feel like beyonce gets a lot of praise and i do know that we can come off the hive members um can come off as like delusional (laughs) i I do know you know i'm very aware of that so when these things come out i'm just like for real Mm -hmm. um but when i watched it I was pleasantly surprised. Mm, how so? Because it wasn't so much to me about praising Beyonce, but I think it was about discovering liberation and the connection just so happened to be 
through Beyonce was like a liaison to to that whatever liberation that they seem to feel hmm. because I know you sent me the program mm-hmm. and the songs mm-hmm. and the sermon that the reverend who was a woman gave um it just seemed to be the connection and so I didn't think really I didn't think bad of it after after that point what about you I felt so many different types of ways when I first seen it. I'm just thinking like, man, <laughs> Revelations is here, bro. Yeah, yeah, like this yeah, is yeah. the compromising church for sure. Um, I just thought initially idolatry. Yes. You know, that's the first I was like, wow, they're really, you know. Yeah. Um and I'm just thinking, for what? Like what like what is what is your real purpose? So I'm just I was real suspect about their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm thinking initially like you, since when did if you believe in Jesus if these people believe in Jesus I'm just yeah. that's under question for mm-hmm. me if you believe in Jesus why would you even attempt to use some other celebrity as a marketing tool it's no different than what we do what churches do when they bring artists and these people I'm, in well, how's it any different I would say the difference is Beyonce is not talking about Jesus so if you if you have somebody that's adjacent to like your she core system, usually puts a little reference. Of what the she ain't <laughs> look. I know, I know, I know. But but she, you know her songs that they 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 use were very convenient, like the Freedom song. Yeah. And uh, what was it? What was another song that they had? Um, uh, I don't remember off the top of my yeah, head, but, but it was norm- It was her more liberating songs. Yeah, more liberating songs. And so I'm like. <sighs> how pure is this you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then um when i was when i was listening to the the pastor talk Mm -hmm. it 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 really threw me off now he said some things was it the pastor the the man or the The woman reverend jude Harmon or whatever now he said some things that i didn't agree with when Mm -hmm. he was saying that he thinks beyonce is more intelligent than some theologians and things like that I don't think that. Now, I love Beyonce. Well, he didn't say being intelligent. He said, he just said flat out, she's a better theologian than many of the pastors and priests in our church today. Yeah, see, I wouldn't go that far. And I think that's just me um, loving and respecting academia Mm -hmm. um, and the amount of work and research and um, education. Word. (laughs) Beyonce, the crazy thing, here's the thing about B. I think Beyonce, we put more on Beyonce than she puts on herself. Yes. So she, I, so she wouldn't even say that. Say that if herself. she heard somebody say that, she would probably be like, "Please shut up." Mm-hmm. We take Beyonce, I think, way more serious than she takes. I'm thinking like, <laughs> what? What man herself. of God are you? Like, yeah, really, what man of God are you for you to say that? Like, that just lets me know like how far removed he is from any type of true Christianity. Or just true like scholarship himself mm-hmm. um and you know I, I looked at his instagram he's gay mm-hmm. you know i don't have a problem with gay people Un- unapologetically i don't have a problem with gay no people, no but side a note. gay a gay pastor i'm gonna let y'all know because if you listen to the podcast i believe people are born gay and all of that so and i know that's a whole topic in itself that is a whole topic <laughs> and i don't even so I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if they're born a, i don't know if it turns i don't know so i don't I'm, have I'm still issue. learning on no that. no it's mm-hmm. cool yeah i don't but i'm just letting y'all know i don't have an issue with that so that doesn't um that that doesn't alert me but i think just my respect for education and for him to say something so stupid Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> like that to me that that part is like and he was so head. he was so convinced and convicted he was just like that's not an exaggeration like i mean it that's that's what he said oh to no he i watched him say that yeah. and, and I, I do genuinely believe that he meant it i think um and i think it's not just beyonce but i think with celebrity we put so much faith mm-hmm. in these artists mm-hmm. um and and we put all of this whatever we need i think we we get that from them and and from their music and, and from their art to where it's a religion <laughs> like it, it, i think it, they become our religion and i've mm-hmm. heard people joke about like they call they her like our idol that's you like, idolize uh, that person yeah Jesus, Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, like, I was seeing, I was seeing hashtag praise Jesus. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I might joke yeah. like that, but with my brother yeah. in a text message, Word. like, blessed be the fruit or something like that. Oh. But <laughs> that was what I said when the twins were born. But <laughs> it was a joke. Teachers on. <laughs> nah, but it was a joke <laughs> for you. real. I like, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not like unrealistic Word. with this, but. I think a lot of those people who were at just if I'm just using like discernment, mm-hmm. um, paying attention to the people who were in that congregation at that service, I think you get a lot of church hurt people mm-hmm. and a lot of people who didn't been through a lot of stuff and have turned away from the church. Mm-hmm. But I think they try to find elements of um, what they love about Jesus and Christianity or just Christ. I think they get that they try to find that in whatever platform that they can yeah and when i was looking at the reactions of the people who were there i think that's just where they what they found their connection through Mm -hmm. i'm one of those people if you find yourself being drawn to christ via whatever Mm -hmm. okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna correct you on that Mm -hmm. if it's leading you to reading your bible cool I don't know if that was the case with that service, though. With that service, man, it's just like it was to me. It's like a blatant disregard for the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that the script like you don't need Beyonce to, in, in my opinion, no, no, you don't, no, you don't, you don't need that. Beyonce to bring people to Christ. Like Christ alone in the gospel is, is enough. It is enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they didn't see it that way. And and then it's to me it was just like a it's like a marketing thing. Like they were even saying like. Typically, only 50 people show up to this Wednesday service. And mm-hmm. they were so excited to have 750 to 1,000 people. Like, you see how many people are here? Like, it was just mm-hmm. about the people and just the big turnout. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got major, you know, media outlets showing up and all that type of stuff. We're talking about it on your we're, show right We're now. talking about it, you know? And it's like, is that all you wanted? Yeah. Was, you know what I mean? So, I think the bigger issue, I mean, I know Beyonce is a topic and I could talk about her all day. Were. But I think the bigger issue here is the church in itself Mm. and what's going on with the church and why did it take using a Beyonce (laughs) or someone's big name to draw people to the church why why does it take having like have you been to I don't know if I don't think you probably have recently Mm -hmm. but if you go to like these church service like predominantly white churches Mm -hmm. they go all out (laughs) like for children's ministry I was just Mm -hmm. talking to someone yesterday where um and they were in Southern California and they pretty much have like a big amusement park like real life Mm -hmm. like these big carnivals and these things to draw people in Mm -hmm. um 
to get people to come to the church because that's the only way to be appealing nowadays because people just want nothing to do, I think, with the church Mm. in itself. And so they're trying to find ways to connect with people to draw them in. So maybe if they were using Beyonce to draw them into the church and maybe they'll come back and then they can start talking about, you know, what it really is about. Let's talk about Jesus. Word. So they, I mean, and that's a lot of, a lot of churches use marketing tactics. And yeah. This, and this was one of them. I would say and most, that's, and that's I would another, say all churches use marketing tactics, tactic, many. Yeah, that's, for sure. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, many. Yeah. And, and that was, so that's, that's another conversation that we could unpack. Yeah. I had a thought. Um, so when, when they got them in the church, uh-huh. what were they telling them? You know what I mean? And that's, and that's what, that was the most disturbing It part. wasn't that they were saying Beyonce is the way, the truth, and the light, though. No, like they, they weren't. They didn't say that. But they weren't which preaching is what I the was gospel. Ex- they were not. They weren't is, talking about Jesus? No, they were not. What, what were they talking about? It was more like... Women empowerment, right? Women empowerment. Which is not a, a negative thing. No, not at all. But they blatantly. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where are you going with this? This is where <laughs> that I'm going. Is not the it, it sounds bad. The, the, the road that I'm taking you down. <laughs> nah, you good. It's like you that good. that bro, that headed brother at the, <laughs> at the skating rink that I was talking to. You. So, <laughs> what I'm going to is the womanist Lord's prayer that they created and that they're passing along to these yeah. people. That they're, you know what I mean. And so yeah. let me let me read to y'all. So they took the original Lord's Prayer and they created a womanist Lord's Prayer. And this is kind of the backdrop of the message that oh they were God. that they were preaching. You're about to drag us. Go ahead. I'm not just look, I'm dragging these people. Not Beyonce fans. I'm dragging the people. I'm a black womanist, so go ahead and drag us. I'm okay. not a feminist, I'm a black womanist. I don't even know. I've <laughs> never heard of a womanist until I read this and now okay, I'm I'm gonna get educated. I would never change the scripture though. Well that But the ever. fact that yeah, so so it's like <clears throat> One I thing after another. So, prayer. so the man said that Beyonce is a better theologian than half of Uba. And then they have this womanist Lord's prayer. It's like they don't respect the Bible or the word. So, the womanist Lord's prayer reads: God, this is not. I'm not praying, Lord. I'm not praying. I'm just <laughs> reading. I want you to know, God, if you're listening, He's just um, saying what the people said. Yes, I'm just saying what they said. Okay, I'm a, I'm informing the people. So it says, "Quote, quote, our Mother, who is in heaven and within us." We call upon your names. That's with the S. Your wisdom come, your will be done in all the spaces in which you dwell. Give us each day sustenance and perseverance. Remind us of our limits as we give grace to the limits of others. Separate us from the temptation of empire, but deliver us into community. For you are the dwelling place within us, the empowerment around us and the celebration among us now and forever. Amen. Okay. <laughs> so they took the Lord's Prayer so, and turned it upside down to be something that it was never intended to be. You're probably going to roll your eyes at me on this. If that would have said, Our Father slash Mother who art in heaven, I wouldn't have had an issue with it. And this is just questions that I have. Like, if we're created, because there's so many parts of the Bible that were not in the Bible that we're reading today. So... I feel like if we're created in God's image, I don't think God was a man. I think God is genderless. But that's not in regards to this. And I'm sure we can talk about that in a second. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) But in regards to that, I wouldn't have done that. 
because I think the Lord's prayer in itself is enough for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's beautiful and uh, it's, yeah, that taught me how to pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) what I think that service was about, I do think it was a women empowerment service. It was. Because women, black women, Mm -hmm. and I feel like this term, I feel like we're quoting Malcolm X so much nowadays and I'm kind of sick of hearing it. Mm. But the where they always say where he said black women are the most disrespected mm-hmm. um, person on the planet. Mm-hmm. I do think it's true. And so I think what we're starting to see now is black people getting bolder about um, our black women speaking out more, mm-hmm. demanding respect and things of that nature and empowering themselves. As they should. As we should. Mm-hmm. Um have too much respect for the lord's prayer though for me to condone Mm. that i don't i think there's certain things that i just but i think that has to do with religion okay so i can't (laughs) i'm not i'm like i told you i'm still learning and unlearning a lot of things but i think when i listen to that that's what i think it's about is trying to empower black women Mm -hmm. but i told you it was weird to me because this was all done at like a white church (laughs) And I think you did. And now when I think about it, you were like, yeah, but, you know, it was led by a black person. Mm-hmm. Well, they always use us as the spokespeople. Right. But what's really behind it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> they wanted butts and seats. And that's what they got. That's what they got. They're, they're, the, they were they had a stat on the Vice News thing like, oh, you know, attendance in the Catholic Church has been dwindling over the past. Which five, is six true. Years, which is true. Um, the church. Yeah. Yeah. And uh you know, like I said, they only had typically 50 people on average, and they were so excited to have so many people there. Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce fills seats. But 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 the funny thing, and yes, she does. Like, that's easily. You know yeah. what I mean? And the funny thing is, he was saying, um, like, I guess the interview was before it went down. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of women of color, um, you know, LGBT. I think that's the crowd that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the LGBT, but there's a lot of white people in there. Like you said. You know what I mean? So it's just oh, white like, people, yeah. yeah. White people love Beyonce. Yeah, but I, and I was just like, I don't know. That's probably a minor detail. So you know what do what you mean? think about the prayer? It's terrible. <laughs> it's blasphemous. Like, you, it's you're you're taking the word that you... That's, that's the thing. Like, I don't... I just wouldn't trust these people. Like, if yeah. you say that you are a Christian, uh-huh. what makes you a Christian? Because everything that you're doing is not according to the doctrine that you say that you right. uh, you know ascribe to so what what they're doing is creating their own doctrine they're using christianity as a platform to bring people in just like they're using beyonce as yeah, a platform yeah. so all i see from these people is deception but Catholic, and lies correct me if i'm wrong because i'm probably wrong mm-hmm. i believe catholicism is different than christianity so between like with us yeah we know that as okay. christians yeah yeah, yeah. To the world, they think it's all the same. Okay. They think Catholic and Christians is the same thing. Oh, okay, got it. Because but we know we, me and you, we don't yeah. pray to Mary. No, we don't pray to the saints. We, we don't, don't have, have a rosary. To. We don't have to. We don't have to. Jesus is pray. our high priest. We don't. Our, we go directly to the source. That sounds so cogic, but it's true. We that's, we that's have what a, it is. we have connect. We realize that we have it in God like in our in our hearts jesus is in our hearts so directly in our in the source so that would be my concern Mm -hmm. is if i'm thinking on it in terms of me being a follower of christ is okay did you do an appeal to christ at the end of this service 
because yeah. you know what I mean like that would be my issue is like the people who did come in there mm-hmm. with with their I think it's fine to go to these things that make you feel liberated and empowered but mm-hmm. what are you doing to help me deal with this because when I go home I still got to deal with these issues mm-hmm. and these situations mm-hmm. and and those feelings that you get of empowerment and liberation they don't stay with you at all times no. so that's what my I think my concern would be was there like an invitation <laughs> right at the end yeah and i didn't i didn't see any clips of it i watched a lot of them on and YouTube. i don't know how you can be a reverend or a, a pastor or preacher and do that <laughs> well if that's not your message and not your intent you're not gonna do it yeah you know what i mean and i don't i just didn't see anything from that that that's what they were about yes at that at that point in time so i love beyonce word but would I go to that? No, not at a church. Now, if you told me we was just going to have like a Beyonce celebration, I'm all over it. Right. Like <laughs> Beyonce tribute night at the club and you just playing all Beyonce. Night. I'm there. Okay. Or if you're having like a a service, but it's not under like a religious context mm-hmm. and Beyonce is the theme, I'm there. I don't have an issue with that either. Right. But when you start to... They made her like a deity at this point. That's what I'm saying. There was so much <laughs> idolatry going on. Yeah. Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what do you really... I think Like, now she's a theologian, and she's just this, and she's that. I'm like, what are, you, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. Where, where are you getting this from? Yeah, Beyonce, we can, we can be crazy. <laughs> I think it's just some fans that just went a little extreme. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I have a church. I'm going to throw a service. Word. And, well, well, the and girl said it was... Uh, what, what was her name? Uh, Reverend... Her pastor Yolanda, what was her last? She name? should be shamed for that. Though. Yolanda Norton. She teaches a course at was it San Francisco Theological Seminary? Yeah. It's called Beyonce in the Hebrew Bible. So she she preaches the the gospel of Beyonce. Borderline. Uh, you know what though? Hold on. Hmm. Uh, my opinions are constantly forming. Um, and this kind of goes back to what I mentioned about like the whole gender thing. Hmm. Um, because I remember my mom asked like who they consider their spiritual leadership bishop mckinney he's one of the for the church of god christ he's on like the general board okay and my mom asked him about they don't he's different but you know women not being able to be in the pulpit and things like this and my mom asked him why was that like back in the day Mm -hmm. and the way that he explained it he was like, well, that was the law back in the day. That's why women always have to be in public with their husbands and, you know, all of these things, because that was the law. Like mm-hmm. they could be killed if they were not. So maybe they find justification for changing the script because now women do have more rights and it is more socially accepted for women to be in position. Mm-hmm. So if the Lord's prayer was written in today's terms, how different do we think it would be? Do you think it would be more gender fluid? Do I think it would be? You probably don't. <laughs> I think I it would. That, I think we would I, actually I believe, have female writers. I don't know. Um, I believe God Keep is... Keep it real. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm forming my thoughts. So I, I believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on here. <laughs> so if God said it, 5, 10, 20... A hundred, a thousand, a hundred thousand. Whenever he said it, if that's what he said, I don't believe he's going to change. Now, what changes over time yeah. is people and our thoughts 
and our ideas but God is the one that's consistent. He's the one that's consistent. He's the one that's faithful. Yes. And we're the ones that are unfaithful. Yes. So I would err on the side of what God says as opposed to how I feel. Because my emotions will change. And what I think right now, yeah. I may not think this way in five years. But see, what I think in regards to that, I don't disagree with you. Um, but I think technology has evolved so much where we can prove things scientifically. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I think that the Bible... I feel like it's inspired by God, mm -hmm. but I think with so much of it being like left out, Eve wasn't even the first woman in the Bible. Who's the first woman? Lilith. According to what? Um, the scripts are the the text left out of the Bible. Mm. A lot of stuff that I'm reading, but she mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm sure you're gonna research this, and please let me know. I've, I've heard of I've heard of Lilith, <laughs> Lilith. Um, yeah, yeah. But as far as like people that I know that are like super hardcore, like they're like they're, nah. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about Christians. Nah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like Jews, like people yeah, that yeah. you know. Yeah, go ahead. I know I got you. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so you gotta watch where you get your sources. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's what a lot of people who want. That's the first thing people say that yeah. come at me. But I'm just researching. And, I feel you. And I'm literally Keep just learning, researching sure. and learning things. Yeah. But I just think that, um, I don't know. I feel like women weren't respected back then as like their own person, and mm -hmm. so I think now we are. So like I said, I feel like things would be a little bit different if if the bible was being written today mm. and i think that women just want to be included in mm. the narrative and not as an uh, a piece of property and not as an asset and so i think oh, now you good i think that might be the heart of these people um well this reverend when she you know puts on a service like this as far as the white gays, they just want a reason to stand out for Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so this is what he said. This is perfect timing for what you were saying about um, the voice of, of women, especially yeah. women of color, uh, is what he said. Whether or not women should be ordained, mm -hmm. but Jesus chose Mary of Nazareth, a woman of color, and another woman of color, Mary of Magdala, to be the prophet of the resurrection. So what is very clear to me is that God is a lot more comfortable and trusting his power and authority to women of color in the churches. I don't want to hear white people talk about uh, black women. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't. Put. Like that, put. that's that's my first thing. Word. Like anytime, um, anytime. I I think they should use their platform to awoke white people, <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. that means. Mm -hmm. The allies they should use their platform to educate white people mm -hmm. you don't need to tell me about any any of that stuff mm -hmm. um also i think something that i told you wasn't everyone a minority <laughs> are you saying pe person of color yeah yeah they were the majority and i don't like how they use people we are of the color instead of black like who um because that something and i told you something that the more i read on stuff and mm -hmm. we were talking more about israelites and things like that mm-hmm is like maybe Jesus was only for black people. <laughs> mm. it's, so it's, a, it's a lot to unpack, but yeah. I just I feel some type of way about white people speaking, white men mm -hmm. specifically speaking on speaking on that. Yeah, and Jesus used a lot of people in the Bible. Right, 
and there were a lot of women actually he performed miracles on, on everybody on everybody yeah. so i think that's null and void how do you feel about i believe it? it's null and void too i think it's all deception <laughs> Yeah, I think it's all. I think in well, I'll go back to it. What you call? If you listen to me, especially within the last you know ten episodes, yeah, white supremacy and racism is a big deal to me. Yeah, it kind of has been from from day one. But yeah, yeah, white supremacy is based is based upon deception. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a based it's based upon falsehood. Yeah, everything that should be is the opposite. Mm Mm-hmm. So if they say a minority, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Minority means smaller in number, right? Yeah, and we are. If not. we look at the global scale, they are the minority. Facts. But we, yeah. but they call us the minority to make us feel like we're less than. But I think they mean minority in this country. They they can say that in this country, but in general, we are not. They are. They the will minority. never call themselves a minority ever. They'll never acknowledge that. That's true. You see what I'm saying? I do believe that. Um, and then with him talking about you know Jesus, women of color. For him to say that, to authoritatively say that, uh-huh. he's speaking to a paradigm that we have of racism uh-huh. and quote unquote women of color being marginalized. Yes. This whole story in, in the Bible, the scriptures were not, it's all about people of color, if it you is. want to use that term. Yeah. And I think that's what I was more yeah, so getting Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, he's trying to, he once again, that's their narrative uplifting women of color and using the bible as a backdrop uh-huh. but that's a false equivalency because jesus wasn't about look at this woman of color look at this black white thing that we look have going African on american over here right look, <laughs> look, look at this black white thing that we have going on in yeah. israel or, or jerusalem yeah, i'm yeah. gonna fix that problem no that's a that black white thing is something that y'all created yeah what was going on in jesus time wasn't no black white they was all the same it yes. was a small community of people and they all came from back and forth between egypt mm-hmm. and in jerusalem yeah, which yeah. is like portland and seattle yeah. so they're all the same people so it wasn't a, a color thing it was just a people thing and so but but he but they're trying to make it into a color thing when that's that's y'all's problem that, that wasn't their problem yeah so don't sorry white man you cannot project that on jesus in that time because it has nothing to do with you it. said not my jesus oh no hmm? <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> that's basically what you said. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so you know, this would be a great time to insert uh, false prophets by mm. J. Cole. <laughs> Man, for real. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have attended the service just because I think of the respect that I do have for for Jesus and. Um, if it was like I said an event like a Beyonce event mm-hmm. and had nothing to do with the church then I probably would have went because that sounds sure. kind of lit yeah. but I mean if you go to her concert it's dang near a religious experience the way people really? praise her so I mean it goes back well, to I like the way we praise and elevate like people. the people yeah, who we sure. have on like a, on a platform like yeah, I I went to the Jay Z concert and he got you know twenty thousand people. Yeah, it was weird. It was so many, the white people. It was like all white people. I, that's that's every hip hop concert know. I go to in Portland. Mm-hmm. My brother took me and I mean I had a good time because I just loved to see my brother have a mm-hmm. good time. But I mean it was just disturbing. First of all, the amount of like black men, white women, was like oh my god. To where even there's a lot of black, swirling going on. It huh? was so much swirling. I saw mm. like one black dude had like two white girls with him. 
Um, what? It was, yeah, it's Portland. My brother. <laughs> it's Congratulations. Portland. Yeah, right. How you do it? Um, but it was, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I went to Kendrick's concert, though, in Tacoma. It was kind of a mixed crowd. It mm. was more, but it's Tacoma mm-hmm. in Seattle, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit more diverse. Slightly. Yeah. So. But it's like, you know, Jay-Z got people, and it's like, the song Encore come on you got everybody yeah. calling Hova I'm not saying that yeah but like putting your rocks in the air yeah but like calling him Hova which is short for Jehovah Jehovah God mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like yeah. people basically praise Jay so here's the deal how do you um how are you able to be a Christian mm-hmm. but also be a fan of a Jay-Z Mm. or some of these artists do you ever feel like you are playing into the idolatry of these people even by playing their music especially when they don't stray uh stray away from things like hove said even though no no he did he said uh um something starts when the church ends it was life like, starts when the life church, starts when the church like ends yeah, and stuff like that. I stopped listening to that song, the New York song. <laughs> yeah, in New York. It, just, it was it was very blast. It was like a lot of blasphemy in there. I don't like the church. I love Christ though. Yeah. So I don't know what that. I don't know. You know what I mean? But so, th- so so there's that. I mean, because that's highly problematic. There's a lot of artists that like you hear stuff and it's like it convicts you in your spirit, so you yeah. gotta stop leaving or stop stop listening. Similar to, with all due respect, don't stone me. No, I won't stone you. When Beyonce says, I plug my menses with the pages of the holy book mm. on a Lemonade album. Mm-hmm. When you hear that. Oh, you came ready. I'm ready. Bars. I'm ready. <laughs> it was a great segue. You, you set me up. <laughs> I did. So when you hear that, you know what I mean? How do yeah. you deal with that? So that you know wasn't I mean? in a song. That was in the video or something. Like that. Video, the video. Um, she was underwater. Word. <sighs> this is where... If you guys are believers, you probably look at me suspect. But that made me research more of what is she talking about? Yeah. Because I think that goes into like other spirits and spirituality mm. and um voodoo and all of these other things that um come from Africa. Okay. So I don't know completely um what that means right. just yet. But I will say, it did introduce me to it. And I am just now starting to read more up on that stuff because I do want to know what I'm taking in. I want to know what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what I'm taking in. Yeah. Yeah, music so. is um, music is very invasive. If you listen to too much of it, yeah. the wrong message, it's going to get in your in your spirit. Especially when you're a music head. And, yeah. like, I, and, and I just love music. Me too. Like, I can, even if it's just listening to instrumentals, Mm-hmm. And and the frequent and when you start studying frequencies and all of these mm. things, all of that spiritual, yeah. And and I'm starting to really learn that and be more mindful of what I take in. But I think it's what we would consider a stronghold. Because mm-hmm. what if somebody told you, all right, you can't listen to Hov or whoever your favorite rapper is? Like if somebody mm-hmm. told me I can't listen to uh, K Dot anymore, I would be like devastated. <laughs> I have quit quote-unquote worldly <laughs> or secular music uh-huh. I, I did that in high school and i stopped. how i just threw everything away that's crazy and i to listened me. to like i had a cross movement 
tape. Remember cross movement? Yeah. I had a cross movement tape. And I, I listened to, be to a that. Something. Now I'm a believer. Yeah. Is that them? So, I, I believe so. I know That's, God is real. Yeah. yeah. Like so I listened to that literally nonstop for like three, four months. And then luckily like the CHH Christian hip hop yeah. grew. And so I was heavy on that. But then it's not too different from the world though. Not now. It back back then it was real like Bible thumping, like Jesus, Jesus, real yeah. preachy. Uh and now it's basically bled over into like it sounds the same as everybody else and the quality is much better. But thank God. Yeah, exactly. But uh <laughs> but in college when I went to college, I was down there in Houston, like I was soaking up the culture. So I was down there on the Mike Jones. That's when he was popping. Paul yes. Wall, Slim Thug, like Beyonce three, had her right? first solo three, album. Three, I was on that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? T.I. So like, and I didn't even buy the stuff, but like everybody that I was living with, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they had it. So I was soaking it up. Um, so I wasn't actively like seeking it, but I was still in the culture and I still enjoyed it and I still went to the club. And, so what do you, you know say to I mean? a person like me? Because um, I, just, I find the... A song doesn't have to say Jesus in it mm-hmm. for me to find like the love or the or the Christ or the goodness in in a song. Yeah, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. So like, I, but I feel like that's an easy answer to combat someone who asks a question that I just asked you. Like, well, how do you justify listening to it? But you said well, you, you went to Hove's you went to Hove's concert. Yeah, I don't. I don't. When I when you say justify, that's Our that's heavy. Jay Z's concert. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Um, but when you say justify, that's that's kind of heavy. I don't justify it. If I yeah. if it's wrong, and I think it probably is. Yeah. I'm just doing wrong, and I like it. So you are reprobate. Hmm. You putting titles on me right now. No, I'm asking. Reprobate. Golly. When we know better, but we don't do better, it just is what it is. We take God's grace for granted. Yeah. Yep. I'm learning. And I, I think it probably is wrong. I'm going to stop talking because now I'm convicting myself. Hey, wrong is wrong and right is right, according to the word. And so yeah. we don't make up the rules. It's, you know, we're following the rules that, that we give. I guess that's why we got to repent daily. Word. On the hour, on the minute, Man. second. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't I don't condone it. I'm not going to promote it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If that's what I do, that's what I do. I think we all have some skeletons in our closet, uh-huh. or even if it's not a skeleton, it's like we all have things that we do that's probably contrary to the word of God. For sure. Um. And if I know it is, I'm like I said, I'm not gonna promote it. Uh-huh. Um. As far as like, hey, you need to get this. Hey, mm-hmm. blah, blah blah blah. You know. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Like I went to the concert. I wasn't ashamed. It was like I was. I enjoyed myself. No, I had a good time. You know what I mean? It was great. <laughs> I enjoyed Before, myself. I think the last album was good. Yeah, I felt like I it was it. on some grown man. Like yeah. I messed up. Let me right. tell you why the family is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, being a lover of Beyonce, mm-hmm. I can't stand Jay Z though because he did her wrong. Wow. Oh, because <laughs> and you will find that from most high. But members. if Beyonce can love and forgive Jay Z, why can't you? Yes, my sister. <laughs> no, you're abs- <laughs> you're right. You're right. And and I tweeted that I was like, yo, and we we all say that. Like yeah. a lot of Hive members, um, will be like, she has clearly moved on, and mm-hmm. we just haven't we haven't gotten and over y'all still it. Mad. What's and going we still on? mad. But yo, that's a whole other topic because that's why you need to keep your business when you're married between you and your spouse because because. Oh, Y'all done moved on, but because everybody knows your business now, they they haven't moved on. Which well, if you are J and, and B, though, you're celebrity. You're celebrity, so you can't. Yeah. And then you can capitalize on it. 
Not yeah. to say that they're trying to exploit themselves, but, but like, they did. No, 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 they did. They, they know, did. like, even with On the Run Two or yeah, the tour that's about to start, mm-hmm. they're marketing off of it. They mm-hmm. did it in On the Run. Yeah, the first one, which was a great show. Yeah. So I don't know. Four Forty Four was a. It was. It was a it great was album now. But kind of back to your question, like, how do you decipher? Like, you can just listen to music and, and hear the goodness in it. Like, yeah. I listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire a lot. Yeah. And it's not like the most whatever. Like, it's just nah, good music. It's good music. I listen to, uh, uh, what's his name? Xavier Omar. You know who he is? Yeah, I've heard of him. Dope. Uh, what's one of his songs? Mm. I've heard the name. It also, it's always, he's always on my Spotify playlist. Yeah. He had a, he had this collab with him and Sango and like, uh, uh-huh. he had a lot of, he, he got some dope songs. Yeah. Though. Yeah. And so like guys like him, uh, who else do I kind of listen to? I don't know. I, I can't think of nobody like right right away. How do you but, differentiate them and like uh, Chance the rapper? People I, who I rock like, with Chance. I like Chance yeah. a lot. Um, I know a lot of Christians have a lot of issues with him. Mm-hmm. Some consider him a Christian artist, mm-hmm. but like trying to be too worldly. How is he trying to be worldly? I mean, I guess like cursing and just some mm. of this stuff. But Christians curse too. But I feel like Some that's of they, real life. Yeah, that's yeah. that's real life. And and to my knowledge, he just got he recently just got saved. Yeah. So I don't think he's I think he's honest in everything that he does. Mm-hmm. And I got Christian friends that are recently saved or been saved maybe five, ten years. Yeah. But that is one of their vices or one of their And downfalls. I mean to be honest with you, I mean I got saved when I was a little girl and I feel yeah. like I'm <laughs> Still cussing, right? I mean, I try not to, but I mean, I but do. it happens. No, it's not even just cussing. I feel like I've actually become more unconservative. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but still, will consider myself a Christian yeah. or a follower of Christ. So, yeah. and and to yeah. be a Christian, we know that it doesn't mean that you're following everything to the T. That's your qualification. Yeah. To be a Christian just means you profess, you know, your faith in Jesus Christ as your yeah. Lord and Savior. Now. It's up to us to work out our salvation and, uh-huh. you know what I mean, and study and show ourselves approval and all that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. But in our journey, we're going to fall. Yep. And so, we sent fall it, short. Hey, you <laughs> know what I mean? But, uh, but so, with, with Chance, like, he's he's a Christian as far as what he said. And yeah. so, I believe him. And where he's at in his walk is where he's at with, in, in his walk. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I'm, I'm cool with Chance. I like Chance. Mm-hmm. I like Chance music a lot. So. Yeah. It's cool. What do you think of um, Lecrae? I like Lecrae. I've listened to pretty much every one of his albums. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disappointed when he, you know, broke away from CHAs and said he doesn't want to be called a Christian rapper because yeah. that's how he made his name. And, like, he still was marketing to that group. Yeah. Um, so he, like, wanted to have his cake and eat it, too. Uh-huh. Um, but at the end of the day, he's been... I don't been, disagree with him, though. As Why far as... Why can't we just be... It's like... Why do we have to? It's kind of like um, we go. Oh, this is an instant black classic. Why can't it just be a classic? Why can't it just be good enough mm-hmm. to be in there with everything else? Mm-hmm. Why can't we have so much Jesus that is just a part of our everyday life that is just incorporated mm-hmm. into everything that we do? Why does it have to be like this is a Jesus thing? Why can't it just be Jesus? Why can't it just be? He, he raps about Jesus or Christ. Mm-hmm. Why can't he have to be called a Christian rapper? Especially when he is like as good as every other, I guess, worldly mm-hmm. artist. Yeah. My thing with, with Lecrae though was like he started out like he's 
he's the person that yeah. called himself a Christian rapper. Like and when, now he's taking himself out of the box. And like now he's grow. No, no, no. He he can do whatever he wants. But like I don't I don't like how he was like trying to come at people. It was just like you know they 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 want to put me in the box. He, he was blame shifting. As if he didn't put himself in that box. I know that from I having from you. having a record label, when you put your genre and your subgenre and you're putting yourself on iTunes, yeah, you select the genre and the subgenre. So if it says CHH uh-huh. or or hip hop or R and B or blue, like it's because you selected it. He you has his own record label. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's why we're all well, me being a fan, am super hurt about Kanye because okay. he marketed himself. As the backpack rapper, right. as the social justice person, mm-hmm. like he was that guy, right. and now all of a sudden to come out in support of you know forty five mm-hmm. and all of this stuff, right. it's like whoa, this is not. I get what you're saying because that's, that's not how I who. Feel about that's not the Kanye that I. That's fell not in the love Kanye with. who I fell in love with. Yeah, who are you? Right, who is this guy? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. yeah so when you I go when you, when you when you just change course and like you mad at people for holding you to this standard or seeing you in this light. Yeah. Like that's how you presented yourself. Right. Like you did all your marketing on Christian hip hop websites and stuff, and you go you go to all the white churches and perform there, and like that's your fan base. You go to all the youth groups. Uh huh. That's what propped you up to this level. So yeah. don't be mad at other people because they see you in that light. Because that's where you, that's where you started. You know what I mean? That's how you started. That's true. So that's you know. But at the end of the day, I still rock with him. I listen to his music. Yeah, you know, I'll listen to him today. You know what I mean? He's cool. I mean, I always thought he was super talented. Yeah. Not too. Not not my. If you were a CHH fan, though, like Lecrae is Jay Z to Christian hip hop fans. Like he is okay. it. Like it gets no higher. It gets no better. Yeah, you know what I mean, and so like he is, he is our Jay Z. I guess I knew more just from Concrete Evangelists, like local Portland mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. Uh, Mario or Cheddar Bob, like you said, Speedy, yeah. all of y'all. I guess that's what I'm used to. Where or like the Christians, the hip hop disciples. That was like way back in the day. Ooh, I don't or, even know uh, about them. Like i used to a lot of my friends i never listened like much to christian Mm hip-hop a lot of my friends did but it was more local stuff so i didn't actually really get introduced into lecrae until i was leading worship at like one of the big white ccm Mm -hmm. churches Mm -hmm. youth groups love him oh yeah like playing his music that was it and that's how i got introduced to him i didn't know that he marketed himself first as like I didn't know he was like that. He started out in the church. That Jay-Z person like yeah, that. Yeah, he was, he was that guy. Ah. And, you know, he had the best record label in, in the game, still does, uh, for Christian hip-hop. But then, like, they broke away and they rebranded themselves as just hip-hop. So, I don't have a problem with that if mm-hmm. he is... If Selling Out has allowed him to do more for his local community. Why you say he saw... Because that's what it sounds like he's saying. He did. You feel me? Like, sometimes oh, you shit. have to deviate from what you know yeah. to get more resources. And then you can mm-hmm. come back mm. to your people and bring them up. So, if that's what he's doing, mm-hmm. then I guess I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Well, not that it's a problem, but... Right. Yeah. Yeah, I... He's he's been even though he's like wanted to break out of that box. Uh-huh. I feel like he's always been consistent with as far as like the people that he's worked with, his message uh-huh. of of grace and hope and and Jesus, you know. So um, because his message has been consistent, like you, yeah, I can't fault him, you know. 
I'm about to cough again. You got it. You got it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I'm dying. You good. But, uh, um, but yeah, so. Okay. I rock with him. Cool. Yeah. So, in conclusion. In conclusion, comma. Beyonce mass, success or failure? Failure. Mm. You didn't even think about that. Nah, I didn't have to think about it. <laughs> Beyonce just bought a church in. Um, I heard about that. I thought, I thought that was fake news. In New news. Orleans? No, nah, yeah. that's not fake news. That's real news. So it's going to be more than. It's not just going to be a Beyonce I think mask. She just bought a building. I think she. I think it's a building that bought, she bought a church and it's probably going to turn it into something. But Beyonce also does a tremendous amount for the mm-hmm. community. And a lot of her and Jay-Z do a lot of charity work mm-hmm. that they don't talk about. So who knows if that church isn't going to be, look, now I'm standing. That right. church might be turned into some type of charity or some type of organization mm-hmm. to help people and stuff like that. I wonder what, yeah, I wonder what she's going to do with it. Now, if if she solicited to all the Beehive folks and she was just <laughs> like, hey, y'all, um just for six months if you guys could send like 10% of your income yeah I'm not paying my tithes to Beyonce <laughs> I mean I have been I do pay like uh, however much money for title uh, each month or, because of Beyonce right but I'm not paying my tithes to Beyonce I'm still like there's still some logic in the back of my head I'm good not, answer good I'm answer. not completely sold out <laughs> I'm not um, but if I were to I could justify it and be like well, if she's doing, if this is going to charity mm. and I'm paying my tithes to mm. charity, which is helping people. But see, I'm not that sold out for Beyonce. I see. So you haven't sold your soul. So I won't, I won't justify it, but I could you argue could. if I wanted to. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I could. I, I was just checking your dedication. So you ain't, you ain't that much dedication. No, you I am. Could. I'll, I'll fight. Word. <laughs> So I want to wrap this up with the Fab yeah. Five. I asked this for everyone that, right. that comes to sit down with me. I feel so important. Hey, so sorry, uh, y'all. Hold on. Huh. I have a really bad cold, so if you, you heard good. the sniffles, it's so unbecoming, but it's cool. It's all good. So, um, what's your favorite? Um, I guess this this question might answer itself. What's your favorite genre of music? Ooh, Christian gospel. Mm. So what artist or album made you fall in love with gospel music? Finally, Karen. Karen Clark cheered. Mm, that was, that you didn't even think about that. Didn't have to. Man. That's my favorite How album. old were you when you first heard that? I, that was 1998 mm. that came out. So that would make me 11 or 12, right? I'm 33. In 98? Yeah, how old no, was we I? No, uh, we was in middle school, right? You were I like started 13, high school 14? in 99. I was a freshman in September of 99. I had to be like 12-ish. 12, 13. 12 or 13. Yeah. Probably so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Um, how did that album impact your life? Like, what did it do for oh, you? Oh, um, it made me want to sing. Mm. In addition to Sister Act 2. Okay. And The Sound of Music. Um, I just, it was, it was like, it was current because mm. Jay Moss produced it. Oh, and do I remember that album? Yes, I can't sing whoa, right whoa, now because my was it voice called again? Bon, bon and Gilead, Bon and Gilead. Okay, there is a Bon and Gilead. I, I think I remember right that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, with her, she had a song with her daughter, mm-hmm. um, Kiara Sheard. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. And Kiara was killing it. Kiera it was like was it sounded like it was yeah. recorded like in the church or something it like that. And the they were singing the same and it song. The organ. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, the I remember that. Yes. 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 Okay. Um, that was fire. I, I was on that. 
So, but if you go back, I listen to that album all the time to this day, and it's still current it is. to this day. Like I the production, that album, yeah. the production on it is so fire. Mm-hmm. And then um, at the time, Jay Z, after Jay Z, Jesus, <laughs> Jay Moss. Moss was producing for NSYNC, yep. who happened to be I was a huge NSYNC fan, mm-hmm. but you could hear like all of that. Like mm-hmm. it was just dope because I felt like it was the perfect blend. Of like, con- or um, classic gospel mm-hmm. and contemporary gospel mm-hmm. mixed together, and it's still hands down next to um, I can't remember which Winans album, mm-hmm. um, but next to the Winans with uh, Tomorrow, um, and next to BB and CC's album, it's mm-hmm. like my top gospel album of all time. Man. This is actually my top album. You know what? You know what album that was dope when I was in college? Do you remember the group called Ramaya? Yeah. How clean was their album? Do you remember um, their first Matthew album? Matthew Knowles was... Um, was he behind them? He was their manager. They were a girl group, right? Yeah. Wait, what was girl, their song? Girl Gospel. I don't remember none I've of their songs. I've been waiting, waiting, mm-hmm. waiting. I've been waiting. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That whole album to me was fire. They were... Um, <clears throat> they had a feature in the movie that Beyonce did with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, the, um... <clears throat> I, w- I went to that movie premiere in Houston. I was, yeah. I was there on that time. Uh, I, I talk about this movie, uh, Fighting Temptations. Fighting Temptations. Yeah, and that is because Matthew Knowles was managing them. Can I tell you something about that? So, yeah, I was... I was at, like I said, I was at the movie premiere for that. Uh-huh. She showed up on the red carpet. Yeah. And it was just like, it was real local. It was just like, her family came through. Mm-hmm. A lot of college students was there. She showed up. Don't 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 stone me. Let me get these stones. Beyonce showed up. You better not. Her hair was not did. Well, Beyonce. Her weed was a little off. I was highly yeah, disappointed. See, you I was know, disappointed. Okay, B. She had some. She she had some stumbles back in the day with her lace front. And this this yeah this was early in the game. Yeah, you used to be able to see like it peeling up. Boom. I know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, okay, so I'm not harshly judging. We her. all come from humble beginnings. Word. Word. When I look back over my life. <laughs> when I look back and think about the goodness of it Man. But I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, be what you were supposed to be. You know? But right now but now you can't tell her nothing. No, nah, be on point. Nah, she she got it. Yeah, man. All right. Question number two. Is there a movie that affected your outlook on life? Is there a movie that affected my outlook on life? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's too current for me to say that. I would say Black Panther, mm. but that's way too current. Um, Sister Act 2. Okay. No, that affected my outlook on music. On music. That's different. How did Black Panther affect your outlook on life? Cause it, I mean that's that's a common it, answer. Yeah, but I. You feel like he's present in the moment right now. Yeah, it's too current. Mm. But I just just to be black, and to live in like a black economy, mm. on a black planet, mm. <laughs> like it, it's just beautiful. It's just yeah. it's a dream. I didn't want that movie to end. Right. 
Like I I didn't. But before that, mm-hmm. we had coming to America. <laughs> we so did. So <laughs> that's that was that's what we had. Exactly. We had we coming had. to America, and yeah. coming to America is still a dream. Man, that's funny. <laughs> um, I don't think there. I don't think there is. Um, if I were to go back and probably watch Malcolm X mm. today, I can't watch too many like the the movies that i've been told i should watch mm-hmm. i can't watch because I, i'll get too angry mm-hmm. um at like the di- diaspora and what happened to us yeah. i'll get mad at white people and i'll also get mad at africans mm. i'll get hateful towards africans mm. i think more so than white people so um i can't go back and watch a lot of things that i know that i should um yeah I should go back and watch Malcolm X, though. I should, too. (laughs) I've watched it so many times, but I haven't watched it in a really long time. I haven't. I've probably watched it, like, last time I seen it, I might have been in, like, middle school or high school. I haven't seen it as an adult. Yeah. To really fully take in. I've never watched Roots. What happened? My mom just never showed it to us. My parents didn't growing up. I almost shed a tear for you. Girl. I know. I've never had oxtails. <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of black things. What? That... Hold on, hold on. Stop. <laughs> I'm about to stop this recording. I got some words for you. Hold on. How you from? The, how y'all family from New Orleans? You ain't had oxtails. My mom from Virginia. My daddy from New Orleans. Because my mom said she used to eat that food every day. And, and she, she tired said, of it. And from and she grew up in the um in the projects with her mm. grandma. And her dad, and she said she had made a vow to herself that she was never going to make her kids eat that food. But I I, I know I'm missing out. Bruh. (sighs) I know. I didn't have it until I went to college. If if I didn't go to college in in Houston, I I probably never would have had it. So I don't Because we're, okay, we're in Portland. Right. So, I mean, in LA, where I'm from, we ate Mexican food. And Mm. then being in New Orleans, I mean, I I cook Creole food all the time. Mm -hmm. That does not include oxtails. Mm. So it includes like seafood. Right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oxtail bless my life. That was something that yeah. I can't wait to try it though. My bestie's mm. gonna make some for me. That's what's up. Question number three: When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? Oh, I um drive. Mm. I'm a driver. Drive and play music, huh? I drive and I play music. Yeah. I will take here. I'll take random trips. Drive a little bit past Seattle. Wow. Um, you really be driving. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think from my dad being in the Navy growing up mm. and us driving across country, mm. I always had a lot of time to think. Mm. And um, that's just kind of how I process. Or <clears throat> I sit in my car for long periods. I could sit in my car for like three to four hours. Wow. Easy. Yeah. I've done that since I first got my first car when I was like 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just listened to music. So... That's what I do. Or, um, I mean, I don't drink, but... Look like at a, you. You're so safe. Look at you. No. All right now, but sister. Like, a, like an edible or something. Sister Doyle. Hey, that's that's from the earth, though. You the know earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hey. <laughs> so don't even... Preach it. I hope my dad don't listen. Preach it. <laughs> to this. Uh, but no, that's that's definitely... I think driving and music... And I'm, I'm learning piano and I'm learning how to read music right now. Okay. I just started... I wish I would have done that as a child. Um, but music, that that's... Yeah, or water. I'm a water baby. Mm. So I'll just go and sit by water. I love just going to the coast and just sitting, listening yep. to the ocean. Um, 
that oh that's something else I do it's really weird and it freaks people out when they come over but I turn on my white noise you know people listen to white noise when they sleep mm-hmm. I have uh, the sound of rain mm-hmm. and ocean sound sometimes I'll just play that and I have I'm, I'm kind of earthy yeah. and I have a diffuser um, yeah and I just chill and I have plants that's what's I take up. care of my plants yeah that's yeah. dope that's dope alright what book would you recommend for everyone to read right now ooh um right now what am I reading oh besides Harry Potter <laughs> you on the you a Harry Potter head too I'm a huh? huge Harry Potter head okay um The Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book okay but um right now I'm reading Fighting Words by Patricia Hill Collins ooh. Black Women in the Search for Social Justice wow um, that's just what I'm reading right now. That's not okay. what you asked. How's that one going? So far, so good. Yeah. I'm just like I was telling you, I'm not like book smart. I like to read. Mm-hmm. So when I read, I have to like, like I will look up stuff because mm-hmm. she makes a lot of references and things like that. So like it can take me like five, like it can take like an hour to read like five pages because mm-hmm. I'm going and I'm researching. But she's like, these are um, scholars and stuff mm. like that. So it's like on a whole different level. Yeah. Um, but what would I recommend everybody read? The Bible. Okay. See, you you more saved than, than you put out. You no, know? I'm not. Um, <laughs> I would go and read what my tattoo you saw, says. You stay righteous, my sister. Philippians 4.13. Hey, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. me. I know that's right. Yep. Mm. That's what I recommend. See Talking about the wretched and the righteous. She she righteous, y'all. I don't know what she's she talking about. She is not righteous. I don't know what this wretched she, uh, stuff is going she on. She is not righteous. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, final question. All right. What message do you want communicated at your eulogy? Mm. All right. The nigga answer is that Chanel was a real one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Real nigga. But first, first time I heard that one. I like it. Um, what would I want communicated? I would want communicated that I loved all people mm. because I, I do. I'm, um, I, I'm, I think it's the way my parents raised us. Like my mom and dad, my mom has a heart for prison ministry. Mm. Um, and she goes to like home, like she's a missionary, but okay. she don't like that title. She's mm. a church missionary. Yeah. Um, but she goes by her name, Deborah, and she just likes to do good things for people. Um, and I, I would hope that that's what they would say is that Trinell loved people and she treated everyone with kindness. Like Mm. I I genuinely want to leave people better than they came. Mm. And I feel like if I didn't do that and if I wasn't a light in your life, then I didn't serve my purpose. Mm. So, and I and I feel strongly about that. Um, which is why titles don't matter to me. I hate when people throw out like names and and all these things. None mm. of that matters Acronyms to me. Acronyms and <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of the reasons why, no matter how many questions that I have about you know God and Christianity. One of the things that has never left me um, that they've said in church, only what you do for Christ will last. Mm. And that's real. Yeah. Um, And to me, it's like sharing the love that Jesus has for me and knowing how Jesus has changed my life 
and the love and acceptance um, that I feel from that. I just, everyone, it's my goal for anyone who comes in contact with me um, to to leave with that impression. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle now because I only feel that way about black people mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe other minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, yeah. I feel like that's my calling for black people. Yeah. And, and I want that to be yeah, I would love for that to be what they say in my eulogy. Yeah. What about so. you? Ooh, I never had nobody turn it back on me. Mm, what do I want communicated at my eulogy? Um, basically that um, I was a man that cared deeply about his family. Like, family is everything to me. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, my wife and my children. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't, like, it's hard for me to think about the future and me not being in good standing with my family like it's everything Mm. to me especially being a father not to say that being a husband but like being a father is like everything to me you know what i mean yep um and i just i'm i'm anxious about my kids leaving home you know what i mean like i just my son is like about to be nine so that means in my mind i'm thinking he's halfway out the house he's like it's almost over shift. you know what i mean i'm just like I, I don't want my kids to grow up yeah. i don't want them to leave you know but it's just like at the end of the day i want them to know that their dad loved them and mm-hmm. i did everything that i could possibly do to give them the best life at all times that's beautiful i think as long as you um are showing them that love they mm-hmm. never leave mm-hmm. yeah i don't think they'll ever leave like they always will consider wherever you and your wife are mm-hmm. as home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope it's, so. Fathers are so important. Mm-hmm. I think I know what episode I want you on. Because hmm. I want to know what you know. We can't talk about it now. Okay. Okay. But I want to know what you think about when people like me say men are trash. <laughs> I want to know what you I was, think. See, I was, I was thinking about what was my favorite episode of y'all's. And I think it was episode 10. Yeah. Where y'all talked about. We blame um, the colonizers? No. Okay. Not the colonizers. It was like. Something about black men, but like you had different thoughts. Oh, we were wrong about, we might have been wrong about black men. I was like, look at them coming around. Side note. All right now. I know the episode, I know this is over, but, um, so I went out for, with some friends on, um, what was it? Sunday night? Memorial day. Sunday night. Anyways, it was Sunday night. And we were at the club Mm -hmm. and it was the first time where I questioned like this might be what the problem is Mm. so it was a bunch of black women there and the majority had their phone out Mm. like a stank face Mm. (laughs) and then you had the white girls having a blast it was only a few of them Uh they weren't even wasted oh but because it it had just this was before like it got lit okay but they were just like having a good time and there was like a couple black dudes and I was just looking around like this because Jay, you know Jason Norris. Yeah, that's my best friend. That's okay. my other best friend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, this might be what Jason be talking about. Mm. Like I, I started to see it. Mm. I don't buy into it at all. I think Word. it's BS. Still, like I'm yeah. all about black love, but um, I was like, they were just more approachable because they were just kinda... they just seem more. I was like, maybe this is what they mean when they say we not that approachable. Mm. Yeah. It is hard to approach a woman with her head down. It is phone. very hard yeah. on a phone. Yeah. So, 
Anyways, I think I might want you on an episode hey, like that. I'm so down for that. Yeah. I'm so down for that. I got, I got a lot of thoughts. Yeah. A lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts, too, mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. So. Especially in Portland because it's a unique dynamic. It's hard here. It's, it's hard. Yes. So... Yeah. I, would, I would love to be on that for sure. But I had a great time. Yeah, I'm so glad you came. This is really Hopefully good. Hopefully I didn't bore you to death. Nah, you I good. Know my I cold enjoy is myself. Like horrible. Nah, you good. I'm gonna go do some reading and some research. I'm gonna be like, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back with yes. some ammo for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Well, appreciate y'all for listening. Um, once again, Trinell, let them know how you can or how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Um, the Wretch and the Righteous. I release episodes. I'm probably moving weekly, but okay. I'm doing bi-weekly right now. Mm-hmm. Probably going to drop an episode next week mm-hmm. um, at the WR Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then the website is therechandtherighteous.com. You can um, listen on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. What am I missing? Google Play. And Google Play. Can you help me with that? I don't know why I can't get on Google Play for some reason. I will help you with Google Play. Okay. Yeah. Because I've applied like multiple times. My former partner set up Google Play. Okay. I'm struggling with <laughs> but that. I was I'll, like, um, <laughs> but I'll figure it out. I think I have like, it was the hardest for me to get on, uh, mm-hmm. for us to get on was iTunes. Really? iTunes like, was like quick for me. Submitting was like kind of, mm. was kind of hard. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll figure out what we did and let you know for I real. appreciate it. Appreciate yes. it. Yes. Uh, so make sure y'all go on iTunes, um, subscribe, rate, and comment for the Wretch and the Righteous. Five stars, right? Please, okay. and thank you. Please comment. I, I, oh, it's my pet peeve when people come up to me. They be like, "Oh my god!" And then they're telling me everything that they love. Don't mm-hmm. they ever do that? Tell mm-hmm. you what they love about your episodes, and you're like, "Why don't you just leave a comment on right. iTunes or SoundCloud?" Right. Please. Like, please, that helps with visibility. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, subscribe, rate, comment on iTunes for Wretched and Righteous. And, of course, if you haven't done so for Socks and Sandals, please, please do that. Please do, yes. You know what I mean? Support your, your local podcast. Wherever you're listening, support good content. Yes. Because that's what we bring. And it's, like, hard work. Very much so. To do this consistently. Very much so, yeah. But we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Right? Heck yeah. Word. So, um, reach out to me if you want to. We can continue this conversation at SXSNDLS. That's for Twitter and instagram at sxsndls my personal instagram is emmanuel since 85 if you look me up on um shame am i following you i believe oh, I'm so messing up your spill right now no you good if if you follow me on uh, i think you do though um if you follow me on why would you come up or if you don't follow me on, on facebook it's just my my government emmanuel williams i'm on black planet and my tag no i'm just playing. wait black planet is a thing <laughs> yo they had um so they had blitter last year did you hear about blitter no it was black twitter yeah. somebody started blitter and I joined. It was lit for like a month. A month? What happened? They got shut down? You know black people can't have nothing before Dang. like the Twitter uh, came crea- out. No, the creator. He just pat. He just got crazy. Shut it down. Mm. So they restarted. They started something else. Black Planet is trying to make a comeback. They They're should. actually actively. They were hiring like a brand manager wow. and all of this stuff. I'm with it. I was with it in high school. Like everybody had Black Planet. Yeah. yeah. Had, what was your Black Planet name? I'm trying to remember. I, I think it was... I think it was breeze nuts okay that was a great this is a great episode <laughs> i didn't make it up i didn't make it up okay there is a great explanation <laughs> what is it so that for one speedy made it up okay so my nickname in high school was breeze okay 
and then it was a it was a combination of one of the best Portland or not you can say best or most well known Portland rappers was Cool, cool nuts. nuts. Yeah. So he called me Breeze Nuts. Oh, okay, that makes. And then sense. there was the the joke of these nuts. Whatever. Yes. So it, it just all it all worked. The timing was perfect. Dope, dope. So how did you come up with the name for socks and sandals? That's a good question. So um, sorry, I've always wanted to know this. Yeah. So because I looked up socks and socks and sandals, and there's mm-hmm. another socks and sandals. Is it? But it's not. It's kind of it's kind of weak though, right? Yeah. It, no, no, it's not. No, I knew off top it wasn't yeah, yeah. you, but it was something. It was something similar. No, I, I've seen it. I don't think it's spelled the same. No, it's way. not. Spelled That's why the I same. spelled it uniquely just to make sure. They spelled it with the regular CKS. Yeah. So, um, I think uh, I was at Starbucks one day and I was trying to think of like a name of the podcast, mm-hmm. and I seen a bus roll by. And had a Fred Meyer advertisement, and it said socks and sandals. Like, oh, it's a great name for a podcast. I think so. And then, but but then, especially I, with what the podcast is about. Were and so and so then I was like, all right, I gotta make, I have to create a meaning. You yeah. know what I mean? And so when I think of socks and sandals, I think of like it's a fashion faux pas. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like people make fun of other people that wear socks and sandals in public. Yeah. But what this so the podcast and what I'm stu- stu- stutter stu- 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 always about is being uh, unapologetically being yourself at all Mm -hmm. times regardless of what people say so i'm that guy wearing socks and sandals in public i don't care what you say i'm gonna be myself i'm gonna be comfortable at all times Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i just thought it was like jesus and some of the um everybody thinks like is that is that a religious thing and i thought the the socks was like basketball And so I thought it, it was. It do look both. like some, some two socks. You don't literally it? have a jump man on your door, <laughs> so it all kind of that. This is a. This is oh really my son! Good. My son put that up. No, it's really good because yeah. it can mean a lot of things. Lot of and things. honestly, it's really popular to wear slides. I call them soccer sandals. Mm-hmm. Let's wear slides and socks now. See, in the hood, so, that's that's what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah, we always wear a soccer sandal with, with black socks or whatever. So yes, but you know. Well, thank you for having me. Word. Thanks for coming on. This is great. It was nice talking to you guys. And y'all, look, reach out, man. Continue the conversation. What do y'all think about the Beyonce mask? You know what I mean? Was it a good thing? (laughs) Look, we're talking about Beyonce right now. Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, Yeah, Trinell, appreciate you once again. This is dope. We're going to do this again. All right. Yes, for sure. Appreciate y'all for listening. God bless. Grace and peace. I gave you the truest me, my truest speech, true and deep from the loosest leaves of my loose leaf, my flaws and all, see, I'm fragile but by grace I am choosing peace over losing sleep and I must say these sandals fit quite nicely over these pre-release. Nike socks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed, uh, hear the voice set up unacclaimed, yeah, hear the voice set up unacclaimed, maybe that's a taboo, maybe it's a fad, but maybe just in fact I was used to wearing bad shoes, uh, Nike socks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed, uh, hear the voice set up unacclaimed, yeah, hear the voice set up unacclaimed, maybe that's a taboo, maybe it's a fad, but maybe just in fact, I was used to wearing bad shows. Bad shows.